Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Each week, our hosts will be interviewing local, regional, and national business leaders to give you an inside peek into how they lead their business to success in the ever-competitive business climate. Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Today, I have a very special guest. I think this is her third, fourth, or maybe even fifth appearance on the show, Marilyn Ackerman. She is an outstanding real estate agent and entrepreneur who is also my beautiful wife. Marilyn is a Colorado real estate agent and entrepreneur who ranks in the top 1% of the 2,440 real estate agents in Homestart Realty Group in Colorado for a combination of sales dollar volume and number of sales for the past three years. People come to her to stay informed about the greater Boulder real estate market and to buy or sell a home in the area. People also get a lot of great market information as well as tips on buying and selling in this market from her YouTube channel, Greater Boulder Longmont Area Homes. She is truly a real estate expert. Marilyn, welcome to the show. Thanks, Lance. Yeah, we just left the house and now we're here. So uh, I wanted to have you on the show today because uh, there was a huge fire, as you know, in uh, the Boulder County uh, area. It was South Boulder County, basically, so far from our house, but it did affect uh, multiple family members of ours, fa- fr- family, friends, that sort of thing. Um, and since we're in the real estate industry, you and I just were looking at it from all different sorts of sorts of angles. For everybody who's listening, over a thousand homes uh, ended up burning. And um, if you listen to Friday's show, uh, a few days ago, then you kind of heard the breakdown that Alex and I gave about how what we think the rate of build it back is going to be. But Marilyn had some other stuff after I was telling her about those statistics um, that I wanted to have her on the show for. So I guess the first question I'd like to ask you is, like, what what do you think we can expect to happen with the real estate uh, values after community had major devastation like Boulder County um, with the Marshall fires? Well, to answer that, I've looked at three examples of communities that have had major fires or a flood. So let's look at what happened with those. And two of those were during COVID. So the first one was uh, in August of 2021, the Lake Tahoe area experienced massive fires for nearly two weeks, which destroyed about 660 homes. Okay. And thousands of acres of just beautiful forested mountainsides and so forth. And now, of course, we we know that during COVID, uh, real estate values of homes in these kind of getaway locations, vacation spots were in high demand and increasing in value. And Lake Tahoe was one of those areas. So it was already increasing in value quite a lot uh, right before these fires. The fires happened. And then after the fires, it just kept on increasing in value. And you and I going into this show, actually, even before the show, uh, we before you looked at that, we thought it was going to be the opposite, right? Yeah. I mean, that was just our idea. Yes. We, we, I mean, we didn't know about any of these kind of detailed data points. Right, right. <clears throat> and so when, when I actually looked at it, Lake Tahoe homes, so the fires that were in uh, August, and September through the end of the year, Homes in Lake Tahoe went up and continuing their upward trajectory up 4% on average just in those few months until the end of the year. So that was really only about about four months. And obviously we're talking about the ones that survived. 
Like the yeah, existing stock. Yeah, yeah, the existing stock just continued to go upward. I've got two more examples. Okay, good. Another example was this great devastation that happened in near Granby, Colorado. Mm. Granby is close to Rocky Mountain National Park. It's a beautiful mountain lake area that is a, a destination for people to go on vacation or have a second home at. And so in, uh, uh, let's see, it was November mm-hmm. of 2020, about 300 homes were destroyed in the East Troublesome Fire, and this was in Granby. And what happened to those home values was they just continued to rise and they rose very sharply still with, uh, with even with the fire happening, even with mountainsides being burned and a lot of views kind of being destroyed in a way, they kept going up. Now, those two examples happened during COVID when... Uh, people started to realize also that, well, their home was becoming more valuable to them, more important to them as people started working from home and they started not traveling so much and investing more in things like remodeling so they could enjoy where they were. And they also uh, stopped socializing so much out of the home and were socializing more in their home or other people's homes. So, uh, So you would think, well, okay, that makes sense. Home values kept going up because of COVID and these other factors. But here's another example of an area, and this is before COVID, in 2013, Mm. uh, Lyons, Colorado, had a huge flood. Lyons is also in Boulder County. It's more, it's uh, right on the edge of the foothills. And so they had the huge 500-year flood in Lyons, Colorado in 2013, and they had 75 homes destroyed in this flood. Now, to put that in perspective, the population of lions is only 2,033 people. So this is a massive portion of the homes Say, it, say it one more time. The population of lions is 2,033 people. Oh, goodness. And they had 75 homes? 75 homes. Interesting. That's a lot. It's an enormous... It's a small town, if anybody yes. knows. It's basically, it's kind of like one of these mountain towns where <clears throat> you bi- like it's built out. It, it can't build any more, basically, because Not really, y- no. y- you fill up a valley and you're done. Yeah and, yeah, and it's gorgeous and picturesque. And so you would think, well, well what happened with that town? Uh, the home values continued to rise, just uh, the same as they did in the outlying areas that were not... Um, the mountain town, but they, they rose the same amount, even though there was such great devastation. A lot mm-hmm. of the natural areas in Lyons, like the parks running through the middle of town that are a great draw to live there, were wiped out and took um, something like three or four years or more to rebuild these these massive, beautiful parks. Um, so so still, even with even with a lot of amenities destroyed, the home values kept going up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. radical yeah i would not have expected that to put it in perspective too people were wondering like oh what's a 500 year flood uh more than basically 17 inches in two days and that's and we usually get 17 inches in one year in colorado so that was an extraordinary yeah. amount yes. Of, yes of rain so so i do think that the, the area um in in south boulder and the area around boulder county it will just continue on its upward trajectory um, just like these other areas have, even after these fires. And this is sort of an off-the-cuff question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, and that is <clears throat> the so supply and demand, right? Just basic economics. 
if there was already a housing shortage in Boulder County, uh, does this just add to it? And then is that part of the reason why real estate values will go back, just continue to go up? Or is it, or is it just a non-factor? That would make sense. And there's, there's one thing that would make sense that yes, now we have less of a supply. Um, if it, well, we have, we have more demand, we have the same supply and more demand is what I meant. And so here's an interesting thing. I looked at the number of homes that were for sale on the MLS, uh, within a 20 mile radius of, uh, Louisville, Colorado, the epicenter of the fire, Louisville superior. Um, and within a 20 mile radius, I was wondering, well, could people replace their home very easily if they wanted to? And what I found was that in this 20 mile radius, which would include all of Denver and all of Boulder, there were only 249 homes for sale on the MLS that had three bedrooms, two baths and a two car garage under $1 million. Holy cow. So 249 homes. And that that's, you know, th- I was thinking, well, that's what these houses were. A lot of them were bigger than that though you know, with four bedrooms or three car garage, oh, okay. a lot of them were bigger, but if someone wanted to replace their home, uh, what, what would they be shopping for? What could they find? And only to heavenly 249 within a 20 mile radius and a 20 mile radius in this area, that could mean you're driving for 45 minutes to get depending, to, depending <laughs> on the road. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so, uh, so that, so yes, it was already very tight. Um, the numbers were about, we were about 15% uh, less homes on the market this year than last year. And why last year was very tight. Why is that? Why do you think that is? Why, why do we have less homes yeah. on the market? Um, well, we, we just, we have, uh, as, you, as you know, builders are building very slowly yeah. if they're building at all because they're, they're having shortages and they're having a really hard time keeping up with materials. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. And millennials are forming new households at a, a huge rate. Millennials are, are getting to that age, uh, you know, mid twenties, thirties, early thirties and so forth uh, where a home becomes very important. So they're entering the, the home buying market. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a massive amount of people. So the demographics are, are not, are not in people's favor to, to, uh, purchase a home right now with 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 so much demand but do you think there was anything like people we went through this big home selling and buying um phase during covid uh with you know the low interest rates from the fed and and like we just we just kind of burned through that cycle and then we hit the end of that cycle you know what i mean like like the amount of turnover we burned through that cycle and now there's just less turnover be- because of those reasons. Oh, you think that a lot of people are probably settled now? Yeah, and they're not. The, like the big migration yeah. happened, uh, and there's still some, but. Yeah, do I think it already happened? Um, I I I just don't see it slowing down though. Okay. Yeah, because there's there's just so much demand, and it's so competitive out there to uh, get homes under contract for buyers. Yeah. 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 So in. The area you're describing, how fast are homes selling, even though there's very little of them to sell? Yes, they're selling um, in the up to up to uh, one million dollars, even up to one and a half million dollars. They're selling in about twenty three days on average, so three weeks or so. And when they are something that checks off all the boxes, like three bedrooms, two baths, two car garage, so forth, uh, then then they're selling a little bit, bit faster. You know, within two weeks. More like two weeks rather than three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So it's accelerating. It is accelerating. But yeah. it did slow down last year, right? At the like in the third fourth quarter. Oh, did it slow down? Did the did the did the average days on market slow down? Um, I mean, not uh, nothing, increase. Sorry. Oh, did it increase? It was nothing remarkable. Okay, kind maybe of like by par. one week or something, oh, okay. but it wasn't. Yeah, it was because the remarkable. average is what like thirty. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So so that that is a <clears throat> strong seller's market to have a thirty home selling in thirty days. A balanced market would be that homes are selling in about um, uh, five to six months. Oh my goodness! So we have a balanced market. Yeah. So gosh, I I'm not sure what people are going to do who who uh, have lost their homes in the fires. It's just uh, it's going to be uh, very competitive to find an existing home for sale. And even when I looked on the MLS, I was looking at townhomes, condos, and single family homes, new builds in there as well. 249 available under $1 million. Yeah. When we, when we have uh, probably 1000 families who just from the fire. Yeah. Just from the fire. And that's not including everybody else who's already moving in, moving into Colorado, looking for housing or people even moving from Denver, looking to get out of Denver and move further north like us where it's there's less people and all of that right 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 so it's it's going to make this market very tight for for quite a long time i mean i would imagine for at least a year yeah Yeah. and it was already very tight yeah um so i have a other i have a question that i'll ask at the end but like the next one i think is what, what would you tell somebody um, right now is looking, should they, should they wait for when the market cools down? I mean, it sounds like it's go as fast as you can, if you can even find anything. I mean, is there, is there really a, what would even slow the acceleration? What would slow the acceleration? Oh, that's a good question. Well, that's more rhetorical. Like, (laughs) honestly, because I mean, the answer is no, I don't, I I don't know what would slow it. I guess the fed could raise interest rates. They are they're considering they are, but my opinion is they're in a corner of a corner, and I don't think they even can. I think they could just, even if they do, they're going to screw up. I mean, they're going to sh- scare the hell out of the stock market and everything else. So they, they they know they're playing with a stack of cards anyway. So, <clears throat> should someone, if somebody is still listening to this and they think, man, I just uh, feel like you're going to get a crash. Right. Gonna be a crash. Right. Or thirty percent. I could save thirty percent if I just wait. I know it. Or we'll just or or they someone might think, uh, we'll just wait until the builders can catch up, until these supply chain issues are alleviated. Yeah, we're we gonna catch get, up. Um so what what is being predicted by um Goldman Sachs was a sixteen percent increase in home prices over the next year for the nation. So this, so the house that you're thinking about now would cost sixteen percent more in one year, and I think in this area, particularly Boulder County, it's going to increase quite a bit more than that. More than sixteen percent. If you had to guess, year. If I had to guess, oh, I'm thinking twenty percent. That's insane. Well, that would be my guess. I mean, I'm 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 seeing home prices every. No, no, I know, yeah. I know. I'm not saying you're insane. No, I said I that is insane. <laughs> every month, every month when I look at these stats, I see that home prices have sold for an average of about so for the, since uh, since the end of the summer, mm-hmm. um, two to three percent more than asking price every month. They sell for two to three percent more than asking price. So, you know, something sells for three percent more than the next home is listed. 
in that neighborhood at that same price. And then that's how you and get this compounding and it, effect. And that, yeah, and then it sells okay. for 3% more. So the chart is a hockey stick of home, what the home values have been doing uh, for the last almost two years. And don't forget uh, to put that in perspective, right? So if you're looking at rate of return, the average stock market return is about 10% a year for the last century. That's just a fact. Yeah, that would be a, that, and that that sounds pretty good, but um, but not well, that, compared to this. That's my point. That that's kind of my point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, then if you're running a business, a small business like ours, you're supposed to be a good year for you is ten percent profit. Uh, a great year is twenty percent. So it seems like if you can, whether you're an investor or somebody actually trying to get a hold of a home, um, and then I like I always like your math of, <clears throat> let's say, um. You put in, your rate of return is actually even bigger than that because of the amount of capital you actually have to put in. Right, right. So the stocks you're getting that one to one return on your on, money on the capital. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You put in, you put in. Um, well, let's use a big number, one hundred thousand dollars, maybe, and then you're going to make uh, ten thousand. That'd be a great year in the stock market, and uh, right. But if you say if you had a hundred thousand dollars to put down on a house, you would get that. 10% return on about, um, you know, maybe a $500,000 house. So you'd be making uh, 50,000 on your hundred thousand. Yeah. Or not 10%. I think, I think you'll make uh 16% is predicted anyway. Yeah. Yeah. At a minute. Yeah. 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 And these are all just guesses. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I guess back to the question, should someone wait for when the market cools down to buy a home or should they be just on it? If someone is in a position to buy a home, and meaning they have their down payment, they're they're loan worthy, credits credits good. Then no, they should not wait. They should they should jump into this housing market, and know it's just it's not for the faint of heart. It is it is for someone who is ready to say do something like um, maybe waive having a home inspection, mm. maybe inspect it yourself while while you're while you're looking while you're doing your showing. <laughs> um, so it's it's for people who are ready to jump in. And, uh, and they, they should not wait at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's it. It's interesting. I mean, I've, you hear all these people saying that, you know, they, they again, everybody thinks they can predict the market. I don't think they, in the negative way. Um, and obviously we're, we're giving predictions and Maryland is about uh, the, the positive way. Um, what advice would you specifically, last question, and then we'll sign off here. What, what advice would you give specifically to fire victims looking for a home? Not just everybody. In Boulder County. Oh, fire victims looking for a home. Yeah. Is there a difference, do you think? Or is it the same sort of thing? Be prepared. This isn't for the faint of heart. I'm sorry you're in this position, but it's go time if you want to stay in Boulder County. And you just got to be on it. I know. And I am and I feel real bad that they probably would have lost their equity that they built up in their home. Why is that? Why is that? Well, well because most the when you get a mortgage, you're required to get insurance that will pay off the bank in the event that mm. there's a flood or fire. And most people get the minimum amount of insurance needed. So if they bought their home for 580, I just saw this on the news the other day, someone bought their home for 580. It was likely worth close to 800,000. Oh my gosh. And they had insured for 500 because 80,000 was their down payment um, three or three or four years ago when they bought it. So, uh, so they, they, they can't, if, if you can't rebuild, 
then it's going to be hard to step down from that that really beautiful those houses those houses were so beautiful in Superior in Louisville. This was a very very upper class neighborhood, uh, and people may not be able to afford that type of house uh, at, at this point if they have a similar income that they did a few years ago and if they bought it a few years ago. So so, would, so it's yeah. not that they lost their down payment necessarily. It's more that their down payment isn't as powerful as it used to be if they wanted the same comparable home. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So my advice would be uh y- you may have to you may have to move into a home that is not quite as nice, an older home possibly, but there's plenty of wonderful neighborhoods with older homes within you know, within a, a 10, 20 mile radius that, uh, well, there's not plenty, there's going to be competition for them, mm-hmm. but that, but, but I would say that, that, uh, it's going to be best just to start building that equity again, right away, because they will see returns on their investment when they, when they, when they buy another home quickly in this year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, great information. Thanks. Thanks for, for being on the show today. Um, just want to give you one more plug here. If, if people, if people like what they heard today and, and they're interested in following you, I'd recommend they go to your YouTube channel. Can you give, you can tell us where they go, where do they go for that? Yeah. My YouTube channel is greater Boulder Longmont area homes. And I put out great content every week. If you are thinking of moving to the area and you want tips on buying a home here, selling a home here and what's going on with this market, I am keeping everyone fully updated and uh, people get a lot of great information and they feel very educated and confident about, about buying or selling real estate in this market from that channel. And it's free. F-R-E-E. So make sure you check that out. That's Greater Boulder Longmont Area Homes on YouTube. Check Marilyn out. Thank you again for everything uh, everything you talked about today. Oh, thanks, Lance. See ya. Cool. Here we go. Let's go make some stuff for her. Okay. That was 26 minutes. Oh, okay. That was, that was longer than I thought.